Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Triathlete Podcast. I'm your host, Ram, and today I have a very special guest with us, Juggy. I, I was introduced to Juggy through my sister, and he has a really interesting story about how fitness has helped him turn around his life. Juggy, would you like to start by introducing yourself? Yes. Um, thanks, Ram. Pleasure to be on, on board. Uh, thank you for reaching out. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Juggy, Juggy Narig. Uh, I'm based here in Bangalore. I'm originally from Bangalore, did all my education here. I did my travels, went to Jakarta, I was in the U.S. for 10 years. Uh, the last uh, three years of uh, the U.S., I went to B school, I went to Kellogg. Um, so I finished my education in the U.S., uh, moved to Singapore in uh, 2008, uh, joined a family office, uh, one of the founders of Infosys, um, did my uh, work in, in investments, hospitality, engineering, healthcare. Uh, and then moved back to India in 2019. Uh, and of course, 2020 was the big uh, uh, pandemic. So uh, uh, I started my uh, uh, yoga uh, business called Inner, uh, Inner Journey, where we focus on building uh, yoga curriculum for athletes, I specifically uh, focus on athletes. I used to be an athlete myself, uh, played a fair bit of badminton, uh, was on the reserves for the state. I'm a cricket coach. I, I, I coach the Singapore under 17 cricket team. So I'm a level one ICC coach. Uh, Amazing. I'm also, I'm also a, a badminton coach as well. So yeah. Wow. Interesting. So very interesting introduction there, Jaggi. And you know, fun fact, you're actually our first international guest. So thanks again for being present here. Really look forward to, you know, bringing your story to the, to our listeners. Um, so you sprinkled in a bunch of the important facts that I'd like to cover, uh, you know, through your journey today. Firstly, you said that, you know, you used to be an athlete yourself, uh, and then you got into the professional world, became an engineer, did an MBA, you know, a lot of us resonate with that story. Yeah. Um, so how did you continue having sports as a part of your life? Yeah, no sports, uh, I, I think it's just, it's in the, it's in the blood. Uh, no matter where I was, I always found a way to go and play. Um, and uh, so even in Jakarta, I used to play badminton quite a bit. Uh, in Chicago, uh, you know, we had a league called the Midwest Cricket League. It was uh, one of the largest cricket leagues in, in the U.S. I was uh, not only did I play, but I was also the general secretary of the league. Uh, I loved teaching, I guess. And so we started an academy there for, for kids. Um, so... I always made sure sports was integrated, uh, no matter where I was, right. Um, always found time for it. Yeah. Always find, found time. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us lose touch with just fitness in general after the school competition kind of goes away from our lives. Yeah. looks like you managed to continue. Yeah. Um, what is that journey? Like, uh, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so I, very interestingly, sports was also a very social aspect to it, right? So uh, we made some great friendships, even were very, very close to me even today. Um, in fact, my application uh, to Kellogg, uh, there was a big element of sports in my application as well, because I talked oh. about the fact that uh, sports not just helps us with fitness, it brings people together across cultures, uh, teamwork, things like that, which all is very uh, uh, resonated very well with my application for Kellogg. Um, but, uh, if I were to look back now, right, which is always hindsight 2020, I, I played a lot more, but I didn't focus as much on, on fitness, right. Or gym, yoga, things like that. Um, so I had my first, uh, and you know, when you go to a place like Chicago, uh, 
you know, we, we, I joined the I joined the league, I joined the team, and our team did really well that first season. Uh, we we reached the semifinals, and I had a really bad case of uh, lower back pain. Right? Uh, my L3, L4, L4, L5 was bulge discs. But uh, the semi the finals was uh, the next weekend, so I had to take some meds and then went back, played the finals. We won the finals. Of course, the celebrations, things like that. And that was uh, in September, October uh, in Chicago. And, you know, and right after that, the weather sets in. So it's, uh, it's cold. Uh, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of temptations. There's ice cream, there's parties, there's things like that. And so pretty much till March, I wasn't really as active. Right? Um, when the season restarted in April, I went, I went for my uh, preseason workout. Right? I was playing. And I remember I padded up and uh, just about to to bat, and I I felt something really pop in my back, you know, and with a like a warm liquid that kind of oozed in the back, and I was I touched and I was wondering what was going on. It was very very strange. It was very strange, and uh, and I couldn't feel, I couldn't touch, I couldn't feel anything. So went on to play. You know, I continued playing, went back home. But I knew something was off. And then two days later uh, is when I, I had a, a massive pain going through my uh, lower back all the way down my leg, right? And uh, when I found out more, I had developed sciatica, right? Uh, I had a ruptured disc, not just a bulge, but I had a ruptured disc as well. And uh, so I went to three different orthopedics in the U.S. at that time. And all of them mentioned, they said, you know, you're, you're able to walk around. But in a week's time, you know, you won't be able to. So come back then and we'll cut you open and then we'll fix you up, right? And, uh, the, and, and the more I heard that, more I, you know, I realized something was off, right? And it's something I had to do by myself. Uh, so got into research more, um, found out people with similar journeys uh, that use yoga as a tool. Uh, and that really was my first introduction into yoga, right? And it was uh, completely self-taught. Picked up a whole bunch of books, uh, some some books on yoga, some books on philosophy, the philosophy of pain. Um, and uh, it took me about a year or so, but I was able to come back, uh, you know, completely strong, you know, completely fit. Uh, but again, it was it was all done through experimentation, not really a scientific approach to it. Right? Um, but that gave me enough legway for the next 10 odd years. Right. And I had no incidences, went back to playing uh things like that uh you know but, yeah but i i think what happened subsequently was uh, you know work takes over uh and my work was uh was a lot of travel right um i covered southeast asia uh but i continued playing i continued playing badminton and badminton is, is such a beautiful game but it's also a very brutal game uh, for your joints knees and lower back um, so I ended up uh, playing a match against one of my friends. Uh, I typically don't play singles, but you know the, the fourth partner wasn't there, so we ended up playing singles. Um, and we finished the game. By the evening, I knew something was up because my knee was swollen quite a bit. Uh, and the next day, we found out it was a tear in my meniscus in my left knee. Right, so I got operated. So they cut that part of the meniscus out. Um, but I had a board meeting a week later in Australia. So uh, I, against the advice of, uh, yeah, I had to, yeah, you know, I went back, I went to Australia, walked around, and then I had to, I was in Thailand, I was covering Southeast Asia. 
so my work continued on you know i i kind of somehow figured a way not really listening to myself right um uh, and yeah but in uh, this was 20 so the surgery was in 2015 and then by 2016 march april my sciatica had come back uh, oh. i was like uh, continue to going uh, going back to it and uh, so we again then tried ayurveda we tried uh, a bunch of other you know um, uh, non traditional forms of uh, healing but nothing seemed to work uh, nothing seemed to work and uh, so i fi- finally got my surgery done in 2016 which was uh, essentially to you know cut me open and then i had lost three discs uh, a big part of the discs that is so they had dehydrated I mean, they some of them had ruptured so the l3 l4 l4 l5 and l5 s1 the three discs uh, had dehydrated so they cut me open and cleaned up and and put me back in place so that was uh, 2016 um and then came my, then came my new journey right the the new wow. up so the yoga which is i would, I would say version 2 version 3 you lost track of the version so yeah yeah i mean look fascinating story to just see how much your body has been through yeah um you know when fitness has been a part almost of your identity growing up as a child right uh, you know playing sports and through adulthood as well how does the mind deal with such injuries uh, yeah, yeah, what which it, is what does that do for you yeah 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 no that's the toughest part right i you know what happens it's it goes into a little bit of a cyclical loop in the mind uh because you would start developing fear second there is a sense of being left out because i my identity like you said was was through sports right i loved the camaraderie i loved the teamwork i loved being around people and suddenly now you're no, no longer a part of it right um to sit to move is painful um you know and every bit of uh, your day to day activities is painful right and then you have uh, people around you some medical community some of them talking to you to say that you will never be able to play again you'll never be able to lift again you know uh when the surgery happened my lower back uh, i was told you can never lift your child again my son was uh, at that time 7 years old right um so things like that uh really really get you and um uh you know and if and for me luckily i was surrounded by people who were you know kind of motivated me i, I you know i come from a background where a lot of my friends are athletes right so uh, and athletes never like to hear the word no right um and so and i was also got lucky at that point of time where i met my my yoga teacher and she was in singapore you know she's uh, she follows the iyengar style of yoga uh, and she was almost like god sent uh, to me um cuz till that time i knew i thought i knew yoga but then after i met her is when i knew that there was science behind it the structure the the, the methodology but you know athletes athletes go through emotionally mentally uh, physically uh, a real real spiral down the rabbit hole <laughs> so you it's important yeah. to surround yourself with good people yeah yeah because because i will i will tell this one thing ram i i think body has an unbelievable ab- ability to heal right mm-hmm. we can we can reverse things right which um, 
which I have seen, I witnessed, and I'll talk about it, right? But I, it has an unbelievable ability to 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 heal itself, to reverse mm-hmm. symptoms, right? So I think that as long as it's set along that path, yeah. Right? And so uh, we, sh- as a, as I mean, I would tell all your listeners, never get anybody to say that this is it, this is the end of the rope, right? Because it really is not. There is there is definitely light beyond. Very nicely said. So if I just take a moment and talk, talk about uh, how did you choose yoga to be your path forward? Uh, you yeah. know, sitting in the, sitting in the States, yoga is not the first thing all of us think of, uh, yeah. but it looks like yeah. that's where you landed. So how did you discover that to be your path? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, when, when you're cornered, when you're put into a place where, um, you know, this, the medical community doesn't give you any other option other than going under the knife. Right, you start exploring. Right, you start talking to various people. Mm-hmm. I, I, the the I even spoke to somebody on the, on the, the TCM, the, the traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, there was, um, um, of course, Ayurveda. There was yoga. There was, and I, to be honest, I tried all of them. I'm not a lot of them, right? Um, but for me, you know, the body kind of the first thing that yoga tells you is start listening, right? The body is communicating to you, start listening, right? And when I started that process uh, is literally within week two or week three, you know, it was almost like I knew that I was on the right path. It just, something just said I was on the right path. So then once I realized that I'm, I just dived full, full time into it. Wow. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So interesting. So yeah, let's maybe pick it up where you picked yeah. up your second injury, which was the meniscus. Uh, what happened after that? Yeah. The meniscus soon followed by uh, the sciatica resurfacing again, the surgery in uh, 2016. Uh, and then 2017 Jan was when I found my yoga teacher. Uh, she was based in Singapore. And when I went to her, uh, for me to walk a hundred meters uh, was very, very hard. Right. Uh, I was still, there was soreness, there was, things were very, very tight. I couldn't touch my knees. Um, I couldn't bend and touch my knees. I, you know, so there was, I had severe stiffness going on. And of course, lack of confidence, call it anxiety, depression, all of that rolled in, right? And with two young kids. Um, so when I started with her, uh, you know, the first thing, you know, she kind of said was, let's, let's just completely take a back step. Let's look at your basics, right? I, I went back to the basics of sitting. We went back to the basics of standing, uh, wow. the basics of breathing, right? Because nobody teaches you these things, right? Uh, as, as children, we have milestones <laughs> saying that, hey, the child sat, the child walked, you know, the ch- you know, obviously the child is breathing as soon as the child is born. But nobody tells you whether you're breathing right or wrong, right? Uh, 80% of the athletes actually breathe wrong. Right, uh, which is yeah, which is. I mean, I see that even now. I see that in 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 a lot of the athletes that I teach, right. Um, so we went back to that first. Second, we went back to my structure itself, right. I was um, I had a flat foot. Uh, I had uh, something called a bunion, which is the hallux valgus, you know, where the big toe comes and sits on top of the 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 toe next to it. And with this joint in my foot being broken, right? Um, so I had that, and therefore my feet are not taking the load well, right? So it's transferring my 
the the load up uh, first to the uh, ankle joints and then to the calf then to the knees hamstrings the glutes and then finally the lower back right so which if the fact that it's gone up all the way to the lower back is the amount of stress that i've added in the system without these various parts doing their their job right so she made me aware of that 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 chain right uh, second started working on correcting my flat foot which was i which i thought and the medical community had told me never right i i remember still as a child uh, you know when uh, they would do a test right i would like, put my feet in the water and then get me to walk and i see that imprint it was a 100% imprint right there was no arch so therefore the and i remember the doctor you know this is a, as a child I remember the doctor saying ye bachcha kabhi nahi bhagega you know that kind of uh, right so and then here's this teacher you know and she's telling me look i can reverse this and i'm like i you know i want to believe her right i'm gone obviously with a completely open mind and uh, and you will not believe in the first 2 to 3 weeks of she first started to you know really get me opened up right um i mean again i had like this this crazy aha moment you know uh, saying yes this is it yeah this was right and i was a very very dedicated student as well i i whatever she taught me i did 3 4 times a day and because i was at that point as well right i was at a point where i can't play i can't carry my child uh, you know i'm not as effective at work uh, things like that so you're getting hit in all your circles and uh, so 3 weeks was was a brilliant little turnaround by about uh, in this eighth or 10th week is when i started noticing something changing in my foot in my feet right uh it was the beginning of the arch so uh, the arch was resurfacing right so which is that's why yeah it was it was incredible um and uh, and then slowly i started getting control on this big toe on my foot you know which is always sitting like this i was starting to bring it out because the doctors had talked about another surgery where they would put a plate right here you know and kind of keep it straight and i i now told myself no more surgeries no more going <laughs> getting chopped up again so now with yoga i have full control over it full control it's back out wow. yeah the arch is back so how do you deal with a doctor telling you well into your i guess 30s maybe that yeah. you aren't sitting properly like how yeah. do you open your mind to that kind of feedback yeah no for me the 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 person who gave me that feedback was my yoga teacher right um and oh, sorry, just I mean, yoga teacher. Yeah, yeah yeah and it was uh it was uh, yeah was, i i when she first told me you don't even walk properly you don't stand properly you don't sit properly and i'm like you know i i didn't want to believe her i you know i, I didn't want to be treated like a kid again that was the first thought that came right but uh, she kind of walked me through the actual process right she you know she talked me about how uh, sitting you know today who actually tells you sitting is a new smoking right that's because i mean in terms of the the impact it creates it it, uh, it creates on the body right that's because we don't invoke the right muscles you're sitting a lot these days thanks to the laptop and our lifestyles today right but we are not invoking the right muscles because if you go back in time look at all the 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 great rishis you know they who sat and meditated they would sit for months sometimes years right and had no issues because they invoked the right muscles so so that was so she she approached it from a scientific point of view right which uh, as a student of science 
you know that kind of resonated really well uh so then we talked about the the sitting again went into the science of standing the stance the science of breathing uh which was uh, yeah which really hit home so so then on i've now on the path of yoga sport science right so which is uh, you know one there is the philosophy of yoga right but uh, and today athletes uh, would like to know why and what's happening inside how is this relevant to me how is it relevant to the sport you know uh, why is breathing through the no- nose good and not through the mouth right so those kinds of answers we have not been able to give them a, a scientific answer to it right so which uh, i i think is helps kind of explain why the importance of yoga is and therefore better you know adoption interesting yeah so yeah you mentioned that you were able to turn your life around and you know start engaging in physical activity again how long yeah. did it take you to yeah. come to a point where you felt yes my body's back now yeah so uh, when i started the yoga journey in 2017 um, i didn't go back to sports the entire year um, mm-hmm. and by uh, 2018 mid uh, the the beginning part of 2018 uh, i mean i would continue to walk my walking had dramatically changed i had uh, started running or jogging right uh, that is in 2017 but uh, the sport itself right as in cricket or tennis um, i didn't start till 2018 uh, and uh, and i i can tell you now that you know it's obviously it's been about 6 uh, years or so right this is probably i'm i'm going to be 50 next year right um, and this is the best i have ever felt in my life right in terms of physically right um, and in terms of uh, i mean not just strength flexibility mental strength um and you know i i mentioned that i've you know i'm an investor into a school called the sports school right and where these athletes you know they're all groomed to be champions right and uh, i i compete with them uh, at badminton even today right i i don't let them beat me so the fact that i'm able to move uh, and compete i think uh, is is something i'm super happy about That's... yeah Really, really incredible. So, yeah, I wanted to get into this phase of your life now, which is your sports school and inner journey. Uh, can yeah. you just tell us about what are they and what motivated you to start them? Yeah. So the sports school, the motivation uh, was uh, was that there's a quite a few of us who had to make a choice. You know, when we are growing up, it was either between education and sports. Uh, and in back in those days, sports didn't have much of a career unless you were like a Dravid or a Sachin, right, uh, in cricket. um so uh, the idea here was to say how can we keep both right how can we keep both passions going um while keeping sports as the core also surround yourself with education that is providing education that is fit for an athlete at the same time we we take of take care of all needs of the athlete you know um, of course the the skill training the strength conditioning mental conditioning physiotherapy yoga dietitian um nursing all of that is we wanted to be able to bring it into one facility right today when you look at most of the athletes you know they go training to one location they go to med- i mean they don't even go to a, med- a psychiatrist uh, at all or a sports counselor right uh, they don't go to a dietitian things like that right they just go to a gym and then they they get skills training but a lot of the other pieces are missing so we've integrated all of that into one campus here in bangalore uh and uh, we've made yoga mandatory there for all the kids right? interesting um, 
and uh, to me uh, that correct uh, so the school i started getting involved in the school in 2019 right and that was year 1 for us and of course pandemic came right right through right uh, so 2020 so uh, in, but i had seen a significant change in myself right and how yoga had really really helped me and i i took the opportunity during the downtime uh to to go a little bit more deeper into uh, both studying yoga and practicing yoga right i would do four five sometimes six seven hours of yoga every day um and uh, started putting together a curriculum for athletes right so i and then i created a company called you know journey right where we essentially help bridge that gap between yoga and and sports right uh, so what do you No, sorry, sorry to interject, but uh, yeah. what do you think it is about yoga that differentiates it from, let's say, you know, getting a personal trainer in the gym? Yeah, no, I I would say both are important, right? I would definitely think uh, you know mm-hmm. it's not one over the other, but I think what yoga does is brings it all together, right? As an athlete, one of the mm-hmm. I I think the biggest distinguishing factor, you know, between a Djokovic and and maybe the one next to him is the mental strength. right is the clarity of decision making right is the uh, you know is there is a lack of any other thought in the mind right the emptiness right there is that's very 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 important so i think what yoga does is it helps you bring your body breath and mind in in, in together right uh, and just helps you with better decision making right so i think that is uh, something that i have seen significantly i have uh, and also through this practice uh, you know i would do a couple of routines go back to playing uh, and i would you know i'm a batsman as well and i you know when i did a specific routine and i would bat i suddenly noticed that my i was a lot more still my decision making was much better you know i was not hurried onto any stroke and i was wondering what what was going on internally right that uh, that's now is is a very different version of me when i'm batting and then you know we started looking at the sports science behind it and then realized that there are certain smaller muscles there's uh, there's there's a smaller band uh, called the spiral band which is used for for uh, keeping balance you know that that last bit that last uh, half a uh, uh, bit of you know advantage that you need right so we were able to invoke those things called the spiral band through specific asanas right and then we said okay now let's try it with our athletes and some of our athletes you know have after having tried that come back and you know now they're saying oh my god I'm, i mean i haven't batted with this kind of clarity before right so i think you know if you ask me it is the integration of breath it's the integration of body mind everything coming together i think that's what yoga can help interesting interesting wow so you had a long and you know uh, i would say volatile journey with with the body and with sports i mean sports yeah. is your first love it looks like Yeah. What's your perspective on what we can do or for the next generation that's that they can do what what can they learn from your experience? Yeah, I, I definitely don't do the mistakes that I did, which is um I I think we should approach uh, not just sport but I think life in a little bit more of a holistic way. All right? Uh today I I'm excited for the next generation, right? There's incredible amount of information available there's all these new technologies that are coming in that are integrating with our lives but at the same time i see a lot of uncertainty because the rapid change in development is is scary it's scary to somebody like me 
because uh, you don't know. I mean, when I'm growing up, you know, I had options of either being a doctor, you know, or a, or a you know, computer science engineer, electrical engineer, uh, you know, things like that. It's very, very defined. But today, it's very, very uh, vast, right? So I think you can, uh, the options are a lot more, and we don't know what's going to stick, what will get phased away thanks to AI, things like that. Um, so I would tell, you know, kids to, you know, to have a little bit of a, a regimented program. So, you know, don't think of fitness as literally like an hour, hour and a half, right? Think of it as pockets of five, 10, 15 minutes blocks, right? That you do through the day, right? Um, and even all my athletes, all my uh, students who come now, I tell them, look, I'm sitting here right now. Let's say I'm doing this podcast with you. I finish the podcast and I'll do a five minute stretching routine, just a five minute. Right? So it, it is about uh, us finding small pockets which are and creating habits, right? Rather than trying to, rather than trying to say, oh my God, uh, uh, you know, I, I got to allocate another hour, hour and a half, right? And that becomes a barrier. So you should try and remove barriers as much as you can, right? Now that I'm sitting here, I will use the chair. I will use my chair to, to do my stretches. I could be wearing a suit. I could be wearing shorts. doesn't matter. I still integrate it, right? So the, the point is you don't need a gym. You don't need a yoga mat. You don't need dumbbells. You can do things with your body weight. You can do things with what's surrounding you five, 10 minutes through the day, right? So I think- It almost uh, sounds like you're saying uh, fitness is not an activity. It's a lifestyle. It is. Absolutely is, right? And then second comes, what do you eat? Right. What you eat, I think is extremely important. Uh, and third, you know, the more that I'm reading about the mind, what you speak is also very important, right? Um, because you always remain positive, right? If you, if you kind of, uh, be harsh on yourself saying that I'm not good enough, things like that. Right. I mean, those things again, go through a vicious cycle within the, within the, within the system. And so I would say always talk positive, speak, you know, and obviously eat well, right uh, be careful about what you eat of course there's always cheat days things like that i i understand there's a lot of uh, temptations around us but it's important for us to find that balance and then come right back to it wonderful inspiring thoughts jaggi you look your story is super inspiring for me personally uh, i think as they say in rocky right it doesn't matter how many times you've been beat down as long as, as, long as you can get up <laughs> yes. and that's i think you embodied that story so thanks so much for sharing such a deeply personal story and i really do hope that other folks can listen to you and be inspired um and you know wish you all the best i think that's a great note to end the podcast on uh, thanks for for attending and sharing your time Thanks, Ram. Enjoyed speaking with you and then uh, look forward to staying in touch. Yep. Okay. Thank you.